Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. All right, guys, so we have a lot of NBA news, and maybe it's going to be enough news that I don't have to get bitter today because I know the last couple of weeks I've been pretty bitter. What so, blanket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I text Sean, what was it, Friday night? I was at the Cincinnati Reds game, and I was like, can we just get rid of the wave at baseball games? And he said, God, your bitter old man takes even go to baseball? <laughs> back in my day we didn't care that much for the wave the sad thing is they did i feel like it's like it's the stupidest tradition in sports first off like don't do it i haven't seen one in in years i haven't seen one in years like it's like a european soccer thing go do it there don't do it here yeah i I agree i agree or like i don't know i I, i've seen it a few times at beach boys concerts at the stadium yeah that's fine that's acceptable but 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 i'm okay with that i'm like all right whatever get out the beach balls guys it's all right this is the only time we can actually be cool with it is Beach Boys are coming out, you know? Yeah, maybe like a Buffett concert. I can go down for that there. Perhaps, perhaps Jimmy. Yes. 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 Yeah. While we're all drinking margaritas and living our best life. And your nephew is dancing. Yes, he is. <laughs> he definitely is. <laughs> so, man, I, I was really looking forward to coming on today and just being frustrated with Giannis about how he like all of a sudden was like, I want to guard KD. And it's like, okay, why didn't you the whole game yesterday? But that has to wait because... Everything else in the world basically happened in basketball today. Yes, it um, did. Starting with this morning, we get the notification that Chris Paul tests positive for COVID. So he had the vaccine in February. He tests positive today. And did he test positive or did he did he just encounter somebody who had it? It very well could be he encountered. But the way like all the Twitter tweets were out were saying he tested positive. So, um Okay. Let's go ahead and use the term allegedly because we like to use it so we don't. Allegedly, so it says he's already yeah. been vaccinated against it, but he was vaccinated back in February, which was, you know, four months ago. So yeah, um, uh, weird. I mean, we have heard a couple couple of weird stories about people catching it again, um, but uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's the biggest bummer right here, Chris Paul yes. being out because we've had so many years where we've had injuries to Chris Paul or just not being able to perform to, you know, not him, not having the right team assembled where he was at or whatever. It's always something with him. And I mean, he's what, 35, 36 years old. Yeah. Probably doesn't have any more chances. Probably doesn't have very many more chances and it's going to be the Devin Booker show now. Um, And as much as I like the Devin Booker show and the Aiton show, um, Chris Paul is a huge piece of the success of that team. So him getting out of there, um, it's, it's what, what are the repercussions for the Suns now? Um, I think first thing is that Cameron Payne will probably be their starting point guard until he's back, which honestly, I know he might not miss any games the way that I'm rating. There's a lot of talk. They're going to have an update on Saturday. And of course, you know, they're kind of waiting to see what happens with the Clippers and the jazz. And that's game five of that is tonight. Yeah. 
so, so that you could got, go you seven. Got, yeah, you got you got at least two more games with that. So correct. Um, so there is that. So that does buy us a little bit of time. So I'm hoping I'm hoping maybe something can can you know. Yeah, I agree. Work its way out for for Chris Paul. CP3 needs to be on the floor, uh, and I think the NBA wants him out on the floor. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a draw still, man. Yeah, he is. But in regards to what you were saying, I think that obviously, and we've seen it throughout the playoffs, so it's not like this. It's definitely a. It's definitely tough. Um, you don't want to lose Chris Paul, who you know, in a lot of people's eyes, is the best point guard to ever play basketball. And I don't really have much of an argument against those people. I think there are definitely a ton of guys you can talk about in that role, but he's got to be up there. Um, you know, the, the the fact that you know this Phoenix team has just completely turned around since the bubble. They go get Chris Paul, and they're even better. Um, it's just been so terrific. So, but you know, in this postseason, when the Suns have needed a shot, it's been Devin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker buried the Lakers in game six by yeah. himself, basically in the first yeah. quarter. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. was spectacular. Got, it was got awesome. him out of there early. <laughs> yeah. He was like, we are not playing game seven. I know we're in the Staples center. I am going to leave my mark because I know Anthony Davis is not healthy enough to be in this game. And sure enough, I say this as I'm wearing an Anthony Davis Jersey, by the way. Um, so, you know, whatever. I'm still stoked about the Suns, even though they beat the Lakers. I don't care. I just love this team. Um, but I really still feel pretty confident in them, honestly. I think Monty has just set – Monty yeah. and Chris have really just changed his culture for the Suns. And you saw it last year before yeah. Paul Keevan came in. Um, with a guy Like Ricky Rubio was their starting point guard last year, and yeah. they were playing well. Uh, down the stretch and then into the bubble. And then of course, you know, like I said, Booker, who has just been phenomenal, has really emerged into potentially being a superstar. Um, I feel like we use that term a little too much. So I say potentially. Um, and then Devin know, Booker is a superstar. Do you feel he's a superstar? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I still do. feel he's think, just really good. I don't know if I'm at superstar just yet. That's not a dig on him. I I I think he's there now. I think this I think these playoffs this season has has projected him into that um i think he's i think he is among um the most elite guards in the league right now okay okay yeah. that's fair i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong by any means i'm just i just i think he had i think he i don't i don't think he had the the right support system mm -hmm. um before whether that being a coach or having a you know a, an nba veteran like chris paul on the team to be able to do that but i mean he had like um, 10 coaches He's had like 10 coaches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, I feel like they've really done some, some great work over in Phoenix this last year. Um, I think Aiden has developed into a fantastic center. Yes, he has. Uh, Chris Paul. Mikhail. Yeah. Love Mikhail. Yes. And uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good about this team right now. And also, um, you know, I think it might be, um, a little bit more of an attractive draw for, for free agents when they you know, have some money, you know, freed up as well um, to eventually maybe, you know, drag somebody over, over to the desert. So um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's a very bright time for the Suns. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. I, I liked it. I liked it. I'm not no, gonna lie. It was, it was really bad. I'm, it was good. Whoa. No, it was terrible. It was don't, 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 no, no, Sean, it was great. Don't stand for that. Tell me I'm uh, stupid and I'm, tell me to go home. No, because <laughs> I don't do that to you. I know. Plus, I know. you're on vacation after this week. So this is the I, last show I know. For a after weeks, actually, so. yeah, after tomorrow, I'm on vacation. So boom. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to watch a goofy movie on your vacation finally? <laughs> I 
I have to ask why when I watch a goofy movie on my vacation because it's about a, about a family that goes on vacation. Uh, I I guess that could play a part in it. Okay. Um, but also, you know, it's for someone who's very into like cult classic films. Like, I'm shocked that you that's not something up your alley yet. It's it's it was just a little bit out of my age. Well, it's okay. Like, like, like it's okay to years. be wrong. It's definitely uh, okay to be wrong, Sean. I don't know if I'm wrong yet. I don't have an opinion on it. I just haven't watched it yet, you know? So, so there's that, but um, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, in regards to, yes, um, I still feel, I think that, because with sound of things, it sounds like worst case scenarios, he misses like a couple games in the conference finals. Um, Best case scenario sounds like he doesn't miss any games in the conference finals. So, well, don't, and let's, let's not write off. The, the other teams that no, would be not in the series either. And that's not right off the Utah Jazz or the LA Clippers. We don't know what's going on with them. Well, so, that brings us to segment two. Two. Electric Boogaloo. Two time. Two time. Two time. There you go. I like it. There we go. There we go. Kawhi Leonard apparently is going to be out for tonight's game five. Mike Conley on the other end as well for the Jazz. But Kawhi, I guess, told teammates after game four to expect him to be out. And then it comes out today that the Clippers fear this is a potentially a torn ACL. So here's what I will say. If Kawhi Leonard is, in fact, out of the series, the Clippers are done. They're done. They're done. They might pull off beating the Jazz. I don't think they can without him. Um, but there's just no way they go to the finals without him. Yeah, I, I don't believe so either, Tim. Um, he is the, the key reason for this. I don't. I wouldn't put anything on Paul George in this part of his career at all. Um, you know, I know he's kind of earned the the bad playoff um, reputation over the years, which is funny from a guy who took the Heatles to seven yeah. um, just, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. Um, but Kawhi being out, he's the most important player Um on that roster he means you know just as much to his team as Devin Booker does to his or Donovan Mitchell does to his he's the he is the star player on that team defensively he's the best defensive player on the team and he's the best offensive player on the team and that dunk he had the other night oh my, oh god. my god you can see like Mitchell in the picture even like with that like shocked face oh yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it was just incredible like I didn't even know he could get up that high I was I like, know. you're just, I was like, sometimes Kawhi just is like, yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody that I'm great. Yeah, that I'm everybody, awesome. everybody forgets all the time. So, you know, ask, uh, ask the Philadelphia 76ers, <laughs> ask the Golden State Warriors who I am. They'll let you know. Ask LeBron James. <laughs> ask LeBron James. Exactly. So, um, so uh, huge, huge, it, but it's just weird to me that like, we don't know if he has, we haven't confirmed that he has a torn ACL yet. Like, what do you think could be, I mean, by the time that we, th- this podcast goes up, it could, you know, a couple minutes from now, they could say that it's torn, but why do you think that they're slowly putting this news out? It just seems kind of odd to me. I don't know. I feel like the Clippers fans have just had so much pain in their lifetime that they're just like, <laughs> taking it easy. <laughs> they're like slowly petting everybody on the back. Like, like well, he's going to well, be out indefinitely. You know, what is the it? crystal is like, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, exactly. God, can I have one? Yeah, actually, no, Billy Crystal's a Yankees fan. Like he's had plenty of wins in his life. Like, 
yeah yeah if you if you're a yankees fan there's no you can't you can't complain about losing so um very scary though for him um because this is something that could have repercussions if he does have a torn acl into next season we're at the end of this season this is going to stretch until at least all-star break if it's torn oh god next year think about that that's a good point yeah and think about that and it's like and at that point what do you do? Do you just throw Paul George out there or do you trade him immediately and try to get something else? Well, here's the other point that what you're mentioning is it's pretty well known. If anyone could be a free agent, Kawhi Leonard has not picked up his team option. So what is, I mean, I would definitely, I'm not going to go crazy here and say the Clippers wouldn't pick it. Like wouldn't, want to have him back because they certainly would i think they would i think they so would does, deal he, with, does he does he have a player option or a, it's team a player option? option yes it's a player okay. option so, okay well if he has sorry a torn, i forgot about if, that if he has a if he has a torn acl he's he opting will, in he's, he will, opting he's in op, sure. you're you're opting in all day you're not gonna be like no i'll i'll give this team a break no, no team no no player ever has done that it's not gonna happen um Kevin Durant. <clears throat> yeah so um you know, that's going to be a big thing. So um, going on to other injuries, because we've, we've got, <laughs> we've got, we've got to move on. So James Harden, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Bucks Nets game later, but um, James Harden played last night and that's what you'll call it. Yes. Yes. And he was out there, I think for moral support um, <laughs> for, for KD. KD had the, I think he tweeted today. What did he tweet? He tweeted that picture of him and Durant where like, they're like on the court, like basically like shouting out for Durant's awesome game and like having him in there. And I quote tweeted it because the smart ass I am with that picture of Kobe Bryant and Kwame Brown. And I was like, I'm getting these vibes from this right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> he, uh, James Harden was just out there just hanging out doing poorly, but at the same time, James Harden is a, is a smart player like he it's like he knew that Giannis was going to post up on him at the end of that game and he's like I'll go ahead and take him and he posted up and he did a fadeaway like he knew he was going to do that stupid fadeaway and they ended up he pushed he, he shut he, he shook off the defender he shook off the defender around. he's like yeah. I got like, no, this no I got this don't worry about it even though my hamstring is gone at the <laughs> moment I can still take on who is a top three NBA player in the post right now, because he's lost all confidence in the game. So, so, all right. What, what angle do you want to take here? Do we want to keep talking about the Harden injury and Katie's yeah. excellent game? Yes. Do we want to yeah. talk about Giannis? Because I have opinions on both. Okay. Let's, let's finish up with Harden. So Harden shouldn't have been out there. No. Um, he he was he wasn't terrible. needed he was yeah, not he, needed he had no lift nothing um but but he he had some 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 sort of magical dust that he sprinkled on kevin durant to have probably what was the best game of his entire career we have one of those um, one every three years jeff green games we're like oh jeff green's pretty good yeah yeah no yeah the 08 sonics uh made their return last night it was <laughs> it was wild absolutely the only thing wild. i was missing was nick collison that's all that's all you needed was nick um so Harden's going to play in the next game. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's um, still out. Kyrie is still out. Um, I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon, the way things sound. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah, doesn't, it doesn't sound, sound like good. it at all. Um, so so uh, the thing is, the the Bucks, the Bucks were up by, what, 15? 
They're up the, twenty. They were, at they were half. up twenty. They're up at twenty at the half. Okay. Um, they were up by twenty. Well, they're up twenty at one point. I don't sure remember it was half. Yeah, and slowly they let the Nets chip away. And I'm going to say this: um, PJ Tucker is an excellent defender, and he did everything he could. Some of those shots were an inch away from the ball and KD was still able to hit every shot over him. I mean, it was an incredible performance. I like, I don't blame him. Like I don't blame PJ Tucker. Like what do you do? I think I, he literally did everything he could. Right. And he's, I think he's a great defender. I really do. He's a complete zero on offense at this point in his career, but I think he did the best he could absolutely do on him last night. And and I got to give him credit. Like he was on him in some of those shots, man. I, me and my wife were just shaking our head. Like, how are you hitting those? Yeah. How are you hitting those? So, um, so there's that, but, but then on the other side of that, Giannis. So what is going on in Milwaukee? Um, can you do me a quick favor before we continue this segment? Go ahead. Will you please grab that? Chicago Bulls pillow and show it to the camera because I'm about to use it to make a point. Okay. Thank you for this, Sean. This pillow here that Sean's holding for that team, they have the best coach in the Central Division right now. And if you think Mike Budenholzer is a better coach than Billy Donovan, last night should tell you otherwise because it was unbelievable some of the coaching decisions he was making last night. And it was frustrating as hell. I did the rewatch today and I watched a condensed game on my phone. And at one point I'm like, why the hell are they running ISOs against Kevin Durant? He's the only defensive player that team has literally like no one else in the right? team is a good defender. And I'm like, James right? Harden is on one leg. Get the switch. They didn't go the at ISO. him the entire Not game. Once. Not once. It was in like, mid- what are you in doing? Middle- and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Middleton and Rue Holiday, both capable scorers. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, Coach Bud, like I, I used to think that Coach Bud was a competent coach until um he is a I don't does he make adjustments? Does he know what adjustments means? I don't think so. I think like and I I feel like that's like the reason why the Atlanta Hawks were just stuck in mediocrity for so long during the two thousands. I think they made like seven or eight straight playoffs as like, they went from like the, the eighth seed all the way up to the first seed at one point. Yeah, He's Marvin and, Lewis. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. He's just there. He's just there. He's a, he's an okay coach. He can get you the playoffs, but so could Vinny Del Negro. <laughs> Jason Kidd. Never forget coached in the playoffs folks. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And next year, he'll probably coach in the playoffs too someplace. Or at least his people will tell us he will. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, no adjustments. They should have been going at Harden the entire game. The entire game. He can't defend at all. And he was out there a lot. Yeah, he played 45 minutes. He played 45? Mm -hmm. Harden played 45 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. What do, you, yeah. what, do you, what do you do about that? I don't know, man. Um, first off, wow. you, you I adjust. I wasn't worried that much. That's the yeah. one you adjust. So double check last night. James Harden logged 45 minutes and 38 seconds. What, what was this? How many points did he have? Five points, six rebounds, eight assists. He was one of 10 from the floor. 
0 of 8 from 3 and 3 of 3 from the line. So in typical James Harden fashion, he scored most of his points from the free throw line. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, but, he got some. He got some. He got some assists and some rebounds. I'll give him. You know, it is. Yeah, what it is. yeah. I mean, he did He's, what he, he could. He, he did. He did everything that he could last night. I'm not gonna. You know, and and they won. I mean, Kevin Durant went nuclear last night. Went absolutely mm-hmm. nuclear. So, um, so there's that. But going it's into not this, even the um, <laughs> it's not even the points, the rebounds, and the assists. He had three steals and two blocks last night too. Wow. Kevin That's Durant what, was from another planet last night he was he was it was an all-time performance um <laughs> and it's it's putting a team into an elimination position like the bucks and the bucks are i would be i if i was them i i would just have been completely shook at that point like i have no idea how you come back from a game like that where you're up 20 and Kevin Durant does that to you. Now let's go back to Giannis said that he wants to guard KD after the event, after it, after the game, he wants to guard him. Is that like saying like, I want to meet you in the back, like meet me, meet me. This is definitely like high school football guy that like, well, if I don't break my ankle, we go to state. That was what Giannis did last night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know, you know, a lot of bloggers are, are, are going after this all the time, especially Mitchell Maurer, um, who I absolutely love. He's been great on Twitter lately. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why, is, why is Giannis shooting any threes at this point? Like, he's not, like, if he had a three-point shot, and sometimes he does make them, I'll give him that, in the middle of the season, but he's not a consistently good, he does not need to be shooting threes in any sort of last five minutes of a game when you are one point here, one point there, right? Like he does not need to be doing that. You got Chris Middleton for that. Mm-hmm. You could, you could Rue holiday. He could shoot threes. Um, Brooke Lopez could shoot threes. These are, these I don't are know if you three. can play Brooke Lopez in this series. And, and, and here's the thing about Brooke. Brooke is, Brooke is one of those guys, um, I feel like he's great at getting some defensive boards. He's mm-hmm. not a great at getting offensive boards. And on top of that, he just looks like he's just lumbering up and down the floor all the time. Like, I don't think he's a bad fit for this team, but also they're getting beat when he's out there. Yeah. Like last night and say what we, what we've said a lot about what Blake Griffin is and was and everything, but like, you know, in a battle of like athleticism, like he's guarding Blake Griffin. Like, I don't know if I'm really keen to that. No, nice. No, nice. (laughs) So, so what do the Milwaukee Bucks need to do? Pray. Besides pray in game six. Um, Here's the idea. Cause James Harden's going to play and he still doesn't look like he's going to be healing. Um, You go at him every chance you get. Giannis plays like a center, just playing like a center, back to the basket, punishing people on the block, putting the ball in the hoop. Just straight two thousand. I mean, I, mean right I know, here. I know we've we've, you know, I know there's been a lot of you know speculation over the years, but really Giannis is a center. Yes. And I mean, he's six feet eleven, seven feet tall. And we've been pushing him into being a three for so long. And he's not really, I, I don't think he's really a three. I don't think he's not a wing. 
No, he needs to give Anthony Davis the defensive player of the year he got from him. So bitter. I mean, at least Anthony Davis will guard the best player on the other team in a playoff series. Yeah, he'll have to because otherwise it's, you know, Kyle Kuzma. I don't think he'll be a Laker next year. Probably not. No, but yeah, I think um, I wasn't going to say count the Bucks out, but I'm pretty disappointed in them. And if they lose tomorrow, which we expect they will, just be, you know, I, I know I just said I wouldn't count them out, um, but I just don't know. It wouldn't shock me if they won. I just don't feel like they're going to win. Uh, yeah, I, I think I feel like the feeling um, it's it's so tough. And here, the thing is, they have to shut down Kevin Durant. Yeah, Giannis has to guard Kevin Durant. Also, throw double teams at him as much as possible. Also, Giannis needs to score at least twenty five points, probably thirty. So he had thirty four last night. Yeah, 34 last night. Yeah, but he wasn't guarding the best player on the floor. No, he was not. You're right. So so there's that. So it's a big ask for him, but they're going to have to figure out something or they're going to need to divert, use him as a diversion and, and, and kick the ball out. And they're just going to have to shoot better and do everything that they can to, to shut this team down. It's the Brooklyn Nets. If they were completely healthy right now, this series would be over. Facts. It would be, it would already be over. And I'm going to say this real quick before we move to the next segment. We love Giannis. You know, we think he's terrific. Obviously, he's got MVPs and he's done a lot of great things. And, you know, the skill set and, this, you know, the development is fantastic. But if we keep seeing this year in and year out, don't ever tell us ever again that he is on the level of LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. He is not one of them. He is not. No, not yet. I don't think he ever will be. I just, I mean, I I get it. Like he's got two MVPs, but those guys, when they were needed, have made things happen. Sure. Sure. Since LeBron lost that game in Boston, when they lost when like when his last game in Cleveland, the first round and that Mavs final series, he has always been there and shown up in his team, but his team was way down and out when Kevin Durant was freaking playing with the, you know, one leg in the finals. He balled out before he tore his Achilles. And we all know that Steph Curry took this rough Warriors team to a game away from the playoffs. Twice a game away from the playoffs. Giannis has not done any of that for this for this franchise. He's been a 2-0 in the East Conference Finals and lost. He lost last year in the bubble. Yeah. And once again, they were the one seed. He was defending MVP. He was defensive player of the year. He's not those guys. He's just not. How long? He's when- as flawed of a superstar as we've ever seen. When when did LeBron win his first title? What year was it? 2011, 2012? 2012. So it took him nine years to win a title. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, this is year eight for Giannis. So, and I don't think, and he doesn't have, I don't think Middleton is on the same range as Dwayne Wade or Steph Curry or any of these other teammates that these guys have had to win titles. So maybe not, but gonna, my point is say that. when has Giannis had that 2012 Eastern conference finals this, in Boston this, moment? This is, this is literally the same conversation that I was having, um, you know, when the Cavaliers lost to the Orlando magic that year, this is the same conversation that I was having. I don't think he's a superstar because he's not winning. And I don't necessarily 
believe that anymore because LeBron ended up finding a way to win. I don't know if Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to win in Milwaukee uh, with this team. He's certainly not going to do it with Coach Bud. Coach Bud will for sure be gone at the end of this series. Yeah, um, they if they don't, this. if they lose this, if they if they make it to the NBA Finals, maybe they keep him. I don't know. I doubt it still at this point, just because it's just been such a bad showing for him, and I feel like he's been exposed. Um, so you don't say. Yeah, just totally, totally exposed. But I don't know how many more years you get out of Giannis Antetokounmpo if he can't win in Milwaukee and you can't give him a, a partner that puts him over over the top here because everybody else has had to leave and go someplace else to do it. And eventually he might have to do that. We said this earlier. We said this when he signed his extension, that it's definitely a victory for the Bucks to sign the deal. It's great for small market NBA, but it does not mean he will finish that contract with the Bucks. It does not. It does not. But you know, he could finish it and then, you know, just leave, you know, there's that too, you know, but he's, he's just 26 years old. So that's, that's the other thing to look at. So as long as he keeps himself in shape, um, you know, I feel like we're going to have a few more, a few more good years with the oh, I'm not saying he's a bad basketball player by any means. He's terrific. I just can't put him on the level of those three guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not uh, yet. No. So some coaching changes that we should talk about uh, because Zion Williamson is apparently now going to have his third coach in his three years in the NBA. So he's going through what Devin Booker went through as Stan Van Gundy and the Pelicans mutually agreed to part ways. You know, I'm okay with that. I like Stan Van Gundy on the mics, man. Same. I agree. But throw him on the mics, man. I, 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 I love Stan. I don't think he's a bad coach, um, but the Pelicans obviously were not happy with their production this year, they did not uh, make it to the playoffs. So, um, and that was that, I mean, we were all wanting that we all wanted to see it and it didn't happen. So um, they fired Alvin Gentry last year and then they hired Van Gundy and now he's gone. So, um, you know, and it looks like uh, we got some candidates, Teresa Witherspoon, Fred Vinson, all big candidates. uh, Also Jacques Vaughn, uh, Charles Lee and Jason Kidd will also be considered. So um, we'll kind of see what happens down there. So he is gone, um, but I'm cool with that because I like him on the mics. So I so. agree. I think Brandon Ingram is very happy because he's like, I can have the ball again. And I think so. that's going to be big for them. Um, yeah. yeah, man, you know, like this is going to be a big offseason for the Pelicans. Um, obviously, like we've talked about multiple times. Uh, now that like, you know you're in the coaching search and your point guard is restricted free agent this year but there's a lot of teams that have more money than you do that can offer them that you're gonna have to try to fight and match and that might be difficult looking at yeah. you chicago bulls um as we've mentioned a million times <laughs> so lonzo ball in chicago with levine and booch would just be fucking terrific it'd be awesome uh, be that's, ne- that's neither here nor there though but you know, this is going to be a you know, so you got to get this candidate right. Um, you mentioned Jacques Vaughn, I think a lot of people are pretty excited about that. Um, I know my guy Chris Connor at the Bird Rights, who's been on the show multiple times, he's really big on the idea of Jerry Stackhouse leaving Vanderbilt and taking the Pelicans job. Uh, we talked last week about Penny Hardaway, how we think he could potentially be our NBA coach and a college coach. I think Stackhouse for sure fits that bull- bulletin as well. Um, so you know, I-, I would love to see him get an opportunity. 
I'm so happy that we finally had like a coaching opening and no one said Mark Jackson because oh god yeah there's so many years of that crap going on well jason kidd wants the same thing and it's like why do people want jason kidd to be a head coach like so he can like he can make time player he can create timeouts again by like spilling his water and hit me (laughs) (laughs) the freaking joker out there with the bat cycle going at him (laughs) we should just hit me Once you hit me, we should do a Twitter poll. What's what's a better coaching tactic? Um, Jason Kidd's hit me where he drops water, or Vinny Del Rego's classic yelling, miss it. Miss it. (laughs) Miss it. It's like Ross from Friends with Pivot. (laughs) What a clown. (laughs) Vinny Del Negro is such a clown. Oh my God. Yeah, he was for sure. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he was. So also, uh, Scott Brooks. The Wizards have also could not come ways. to an agreement, is what they said for this one. Instead of saying we just didn't want to bring him back, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, there's gonna be a lot of musical chairs with coaches this year. Um, I think Scott Brooks will get another job someplace else as well. Um, I think Stan Van Gundy will go back to the mics, but the Washington Wizards, man, like, ugh, ugh. I yeah, I know. Who wants to, who wants to walk into that job? You know, they did make the playoffs, so you have to give them yeah. that as an eighth. Yeah. And you do have Westbrook and Beal, but this is the first offseason we've ever heard Beal kind of be like wishy-washy, where normally he's like, no, I want to be here. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, yeah. his, this is the first time he said, like, he kind of was like more like, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I mean, um, they made the playoffs, but nobody was excited for him. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't like one of those things like, oh, they're going to shock people. Like, nobody thought that. Literally nobody. Yeah, I was honestly, I didn't think, I don't think, I have to go back and list the episode it was Ben, but I don't believe I had them getting out of the play-in tournament. No, I did. I had them beating the Celtics, and they lost to the Celtics. So, but, you know, that's another team. So, there's so many job openings now, like you said, with the musical chairs, the Celtics, the, you know, the Magic, the Wizards, the Pelicans, the Pacers, um, it's going to be interesting. The only one I really feel the most comfortable is I really do feel like Terry Stotts is going to get the Pacers job. I don't know what's telling me. It feels, it feels, it feels super right. I it agree. It does. Yeah. It just feels right. I, I agree with you. Um, I could see that as well. So yeah, there's just so many openings right now. Um, I'm really glad last year that Chicago was able to snatch up God, Billy Donovan actually, because like, wasn't there like a better job that like materialized like a week later i'm trying to think what it was there was another team that like let their coach go and i was like man they would have probably snagged him right up i don't know how chicago got a hold of him yeah so. it, was, it was one of the teams in the in the bubble too so yeah like, okay. i forget who it was i forget yeah. who it was but well regardless billy donovan's the bulls coach thank god yes 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 <laughs> thank god um yeah and i do think there's benefits to the wizards job I, you know, like much like the Blazers, I think there's definitely benefits there. Hey, I get to coach Damian Lillard. How cool is that? But oh, yeah. I don't know, man. For um, how long though? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we talked, I think we talked just about this a little bit last week. I feel like Beal and Lillard are kind of that same thing where I definitely appreciate they want to be loyal and stay with their franchise and make something but, happen. But you there. think but it there's, just there's... doesn't feel it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, you're going to have to make a move. You're going to have to pull a a Kevin Garnett and just leave someplace or, you know, get traded or whatever, just to, just to be able to do something. So. um, Yeah. That's my thing. I always laugh though. When people are like, well, Danny Ainge built the big three. I was like, um, Allen and Garnett had no trade clauses. So yeah. 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 So, um, another big thing today, Donnie Nelson left the Mavericks. 
after that report came out in the ringer this week it seems like shit hit the fan there yeah yeah this is this is all very strange because all this stuff is coming out. so i was completely unaware that bob vulgaris was working for the mavericks until this report came out the other day from the athletic yeah i was um, like wasn't he on bill simmons pod like two years ago and then all oh, of a sudden he's yeah. yeah he was he was a big bill simmons guest for a number of years uh bob's made millions of dollars in nba gambling that's where he's made pretty much all of his money is is gambling on the nba uh, but the athletic detailed this week how nelson had lost power within the front office to bob vulgaris which created internal tension now that was published mark cuban comes out mark cuban mark cuban responds to the twitter piece uh saying it was total bullshit however donnie gets canned today and (laughs) and an opinion piece and then donnie gets canned yeah uh donnie gets canned today he has been it says he joined the mavericks as the assistant general manager in 1998 while working for his father don nelson so he's been there with that organization for 22 years he's got a ring so yeah, he's got, he's got one ring. Um, but this is, it says with more, it says the decision for Nelson to leave the franchise was made on Sunday. Um, Tim McMahon from ESPN added that Nelson's departure comes after internal friction due to the increasing decision-making by Bulgaris. Bulgaris has reported directly to Cuban and communicated directly with Rick Carlisle, despite the objections of Nelson. So he was going over his helmet <laughs> to talk to rick carlisle so how do you manage a basketball team when you have that kind of internal stuff going on well you get christoph's porzingis is what happens is that what happens is that what is that what helps everything yeah i guess so so. i mean i i just the bringing in a bringing in a a high stakes gambler is such a like money ball kind of move But not like, I don't know if it's a smart, like Moneyball was, <laughs> all that stuff was so stupid, you know, to begin with anyway, it all worked. But like, it's like, I just don't know if it's the same kind of situation there, but it's like Mark Cuban's one of those guys who takes chances on all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, he's an innovative dude. I get it. But like, I don't know. It's, this just seems, this whole thing seems very odd and it's going to be interesting to see where, where Bob ends up at the end of this. Um, whether he still has a job with this team or he takes more on, you know, a bigger role on. So did you read any of that article by chance? I did not. I'm, I'm not, I'm not subscribed to the athletic at the moment. I thought I gave you my login. I, I, I think you did at one point. So <laughs> I can always send to you again. Okay. Um, sorry, the athletic, if you're listening to this podcast, which we know you're not, but, uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> They're like first line is, I guess uh, apparently like there's like a there's a part there was one game where Luca kind of looks over and sees Bulgaris and he tells him like calm down and Luca's like don't you ever tell me to calm down and I'm like oh this is don't you enticing. ever tell me to effing call down yeah calm down is what he said exactly yeah um, and I love it um you know that Luca is going to sign a huge deal. Oh, he signed the, the Super Max. He's, he's going to sign the Supermax. Uh, he's going to do it. But I love how there's already like talks that he could be unhappy at the moment. So I'm very interested to see what happens. Chris Ops Porzingis is going to have to be moved this summer. Um, I just, I don't see that going anywhere. You have to get him a good running mate. Should be honest. <laughs> <laughs> It should be. I agree. 
it should be Giannis. Like, Giannis I, Luca PNR would be unstoppable. I, I like I sit there and it, you know, sometimes you have to pair guys that are just unreal together. Um, and I just I, I feel like that would be the best thing to to do that. But I mean that there'd have to be a lot of things that happen. But I, I would I would love to one day see that them and you know, still in their primes playing with each other. But um Maverick's got a lot of work. They said that he might be – It's uh, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer was saying it sounded like Volgaris was going to be gone as well because his contract was set to expire this offseason. So we'll kind of see what happens with that, but keep keep some tabs on it. But just so much stuff happened today. Yes. So Crazy. I'm trying to figure out because, you know, I love the, I love the trade machine. I love fake, making fake trades that will never happen. But sure. I'm curious to see how they match. Right now, no, and look, I'm not going to say this would ever happen. Like I said, there would have to be a lot of draft picks involved. <clears throat> right now, Christos Porzingis makes $29.4 million, Sean. Yeah. You know who so happens to also make $29.4 million? Who? Carl Anthony Towns. This would never go straight up, like one for one. But... It's definitely something you got to think about because you know, like he, <clears throat> I feel like if Cat was on a winner, he would just be fucking unreal. Like he just he went to like a franchise that knew what they were doing and were functional, which right now the Mavericks are not. We just outlawed it all. Um, a Carl Anthony Towns Luka Doncic team could be pretty awesome. Oh, and I don't, I don't necessarily think the Mavericks are not well coached or anything like that. Um, I think they've been mismanaged. Yeah. Um, Carlisle's a staple, man. Like. Yeah. Um. You get somebody like Cat. I feel like if Cat was in a situation like Devin Booker was, um, it might be a little better. And and I think I think we've got maybe one more year max of Cat staying in Minnesota before he either asks out or or something happens and he's moved. Um, I just I just don't see it lasting much longer. The Timberwolves have just squandered pick after pick, year after year, and it's just it's so sad. It is so so sad because they really had a chance to build something great a couple years ago with Tibbs and Jimmy Butler and everybody and nope nothing I mean just I mean I don't know what the hell that team is doing right now they got a Derrick Rose 50 point game that was about it great yeah great I know right cool (laughs) all right so last off before we get out of here I didn't put this on the uh, pre-show stuff I sent you, um, but I did want to bring it up and talk about it real quick. So the NBA competition committee is now reviewing uh, the idea of irregular movements for fouls, i.e. jumping into the back yeah. of somebody like, oh, I don't know, this guy does. Uh, hey, is that card for sale? Yeah, it is. For the love of God, <laughs> someone fucking buy these, please. Yeah. I don't want any of my Trey Young cards anymore. Nobody, nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that bums cards right now. <laughs> so my question is, how will Trey Young and James Harden generate offense when they can't have their signature move anymore? I don't know. It's a good, it's a good question. <laughs> Did you see? So when Woj put the tweet out, he specifically named those two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, well, and it's, it's been a problem forever. It's yeah. been, it's been a problem for a long time. They weren't the first ones that, that, I mean, they've really utilized that move. Um, and it's, 
it's something that didn't happen in 90s basketball at all. Never saw that stuff God, happen. like an old man right now. I know. I, I, you know what? And I can in that, in this, in this instance without, you know, being an old man, which I am. But uh, yeah, I, it's, it's just something, it, it's something that really kind of started in the mid 2000s, the whole kind of jumping into people or things like that, trying to deliberately get fouled. And, you know, it's, it's such a bitch move. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a Trey Young, James Harden problem. I just think they've definitely mastered it. They have. But also the NBA has let them master it. And I know a ton of players do it. I know oh, people like people like to show me like, yeah, this is like, you know, this is the same thing where, you know, it's like every year we talk is James Harden traveling all the time. Yes. I mean, I mean, I remember like the fundamentals that I was taught, like when, you know, I played basketball and if I would have done anything that James Harden would have done, um, I, I just, I feel like I would have been called out for it. Yeah. Just saying, just saying. I will so. say, like, hearing, like, uh, I remember when I listened to a uh, Knuckleheads podcast with uh, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles pod, and yeah. uh, they had Jimmy Butler on, and they came up, the whole James Harden thing. He's like, I don't care if it's a traveler or not. It's fucking impossible what he does. He's like, only he can do it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, I guess it's fair. Like, it's a good point. Like, his, the skill set is unreal. Um, kind of moonwalks to the basket. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly... So you talked about Booker earlier and you had the belief that he's a superstar and your points were very valid. Um, I have to ask now if we're considering Devin Booker to be a superstar, which again, not fighting you. Do we consider Donovan Mitchell to also be one? Absolutely. I completely agree. (laughs) Absolutely. Is that even a question? Have you seen what he's done this year? Come on. What is his ceiling in your eyes? What, what, do you think is the best of Donovan Mitchell? What is the best form of Donovan Mitchell? MVP? NBA yeah, champion? Abs- uh, I, I, I could see an MVP. I mean, I feel like uh, Bear getting it. I felt like they had to give Rudy Gobert something just to make it look like they gave the Jazz something this year. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest with you, because like, I, I, like Donovan Mitchell has played unreal. Um, you know, his rookie year was great, then he kind of leveled off, and now he's went nuclear this year, and he's been incredible. And he is such a confident shooter now such a confident shooter he sidesteps around people you know just gets right around them and he he can just like we're at a point where we're i'll say this i am almost to a point where when he throws up something ridiculous i'm expecting it to go in the way that steph curry's shots go in you know what i mean like i'm almost there with him and that's really saying something. Um, I feel like he is such a confident shooter. And on top of that, he can hop over people as well. I mean, he can, he can, he can get up, man. He's just, he's a, just a supremely confident athlete. And um, I really like Donovan Mitchell. And yes, I completely consider him to be a superstar. Yeah, and I did too. After, after these playoffs, they are. This is it. I had Mitchell, I think, number three on the last Shot College episode as far as, like, my jersey rankings of guys I'd like to have their jerseys. Yeah. Where would you have him on yours? If you just, you know. Donovan? I'd say he's probably top five for me right now. I'd love to get, like, a – Purple throwback throwback jazz, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. I'm going to go – I'm going to go ahead and say this, guys. Uh, These – and this is another old man rant, but these uh, making every team have, like, a third – color now a third color scheme like 
I don't want to see the Orlando Magic in orange. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see the Utah Jazz in orange. It's not their colors, man. Like it's 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 just it's not a good look. Like just stick with your 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 three colors, your primary colors, and just and just roll roll with those because when you start changing colors man, it was, i remember when the pistons changed to teal in 1996 you know with the with the you know the 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 90s looking jerseys and i hated that so much you know because it it was it was blue and red and white you know what i mean i mean it was yeah you know and i just i hate that but if i could get myself a retro looking donovan mitchell jersey in purple i would wear it are we talking like Thurl Bailey era or Glacier yes, Mountains? Yes, yes, no, yeah, yeah, Thurl Bailey, not, okay. not, not, not Carl Malone, John Stockton, Hornacek era, uh, championship era. Byron uh, Russell. Byron Russell, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg Ostertag. Let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. I got, I got a few minutes. Antoine yeah. Carr. You know, like, um, yeah, I completely agree, man. Like he's, he's just, it's so fun to watch, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm such, I've become I'm, such a big fan. I'm, I'm, I would love to see him go on to the conference finals this year um, and just see that matchup against Booker. I think, I think it would just be blow for blow and a lot of fun, but oh uh, God, a lot, a awesome. lot of things have to happen though. No one can get injured. Both of those teams have to make it and none of them can get COVID. <laughs> Which I didn't think I'd ever have to say again. I know it's asking a lot, but that's <laughs> what we would have to get to get that. So fingers crossed. And as we're closing out the show today, so you guys know where we're at in terms of recording, um, the Sixers are up 14 at the end of the first and the Hawks 38-24. And Joel Embiid has 17 points already in 11 minutes on a eight, base. eight shooting, including a three. He's my so, boy. Yeah, he's awesome. Trey Young right him. now has 10 on two of five. And, oh, wouldn't you know, he's had six free throw shots already. Shocker. So, shocker. So we're going to go and wrap this up. Like I said, Sean is about to head to Florida where I just was a couple weeks ago. So have a great vacation, man. Thank you, um, buddy. I'll get with the Shot Callers crew. We'll figure something out. We're only a couple weeks from the lottery too. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, big stuff. So everyone, thank you all for tuning in. Reminder, if you are checking out the Facebook feed and say you can't make it one week, you want to hear the show, um, we are live on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We're just about everywhere you could possibly be with podcasts. So feel free to subscribe, send us a nice review. We had to do some contests again this summer, like we like to do, um, but have a good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.